You're listening to Comedy Central. But I have been trying to learn how to cook, and I've been very adventurous in the kitchen. In fact, the other night, there was this huge explosion because I tried to combine pasta with antipasta. <laughs> no bueno. Mm. If I were to be a food critic, I already know what my first negative review would be. It would say, the Gorgonzola burger at Cafe Lue, Kristen Schaal says, I couldn't poop it out fast enough. <laughs> yeah, that's universal. That does deserve an applause. You're right. You're right. All right, that was Kristen Schaal from her special Live at the Fillmore, which you can see for free on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page right now. I watched the whole thing uh, twice this weekend, actually, because my, my girlfriend's a huge fan of hers, and so we watched it. And I wanted to play a longer clip from this, and I, I just wasn't sure if it would if it would come across the way via audio as funny as it is visually because it's so good and also i i got upset i I, i'm gonna get into a lot right off right off the top so uh, i am tom takar this is stand up with tom takar and i am uh, of course joined as always by producer extraordinaire coach t how are you man i'm doing well man how are you doing today I'm good. I got. I've got a lot on my mind. I got heated. I watched this uh, this Kristen Shaw special, and then I was looking for. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to use as a clip from from this, and I, I picked this short thing. But this this special is so fun and weird, and uh, it's it's very strange. And I don't know if it's accessible to everybody. Like I don't. I don't know how much you've seen of Kristen Shaw. She's a voice on Bob's Burgers. Two weeks in a row, I've I've opened the show with Bob's Burgers cast yep. clips because I'm a big fan of the voice of that show, and I I love Kristen Shaw. How are you? Uh, how are you? How are you holding up there, Coach? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm chilling. You know, uh, talk about three more months in L.A. So I know, man. <laughs> it's it it feels like breadcrumbing sort of stuff where it's like here's a little bit, maybe we'll open this week, and then it's and then it's three more months i i've been trying to not even think about it i just go day by day and uh you know hope for the best i distract myself by reading angry youtube comments from people who yeah. are negative or whatever i i gotta tell you i i feel like I, i'm i'm stuck on this a little bit just because it, i it's fresh on my mind if you're somebody who's quick to draw when it comes to writing negative stuff it's like there's so many of those people and it's so frustrating. And so if you're a good person who enjoys something, it it really helps if you go out of your way to write something nice. And uh, I'd appreciate it. If you like this show, I we have a lot of people uh, who have been writing me nice things. I'm going to read some of the stuff we got this week because we, we got a, a big new update. But... Um, if you if you're somebody who likes the show, I appreciate if you go even if you just click five stars on the podcast thing, it'll up our rating thing. Because I, I I just hate seeing I I actually haven't seen any negative comments on this. I just know that they're there and I don't 
want to think of, <laughs> not you, even from when the past few months just in general like yeah because this show has been going on for a long time before i started hosting and yeah. i i just would love if it if if you like the show cover it with love you know throw something yeah. nice on there or don't who gives a shit you know <laughs> everybody's trying to live i know this isn't that important but yeah. uh I, it is appreciated any and any nice uh stuff you guys send i it really means a lot to me um, we got a new email. We, uh, I've said the last few weeks that we don't have an email and comedy central came through and got us. They bought us a Gmail account. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you, you just made more work time. for yourself, Tom. What's that? You just created more work for yourself. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now it's one more email address. I got to check, but you know what? It would be, it is nice to get all the messages. It would be, and it's nice to have them consolidated in one spot. So the new email address is S U T T pod at gmail.com s-u-t-t-pod at gmail.com that's stand up tom takar um or keep dming me i don't really care it's just it's it'll be easier to see them there but hey also if you don't have social media there there you go and you want to if you have a question or have a topic you want covered or something like that because i have gotten that from some people there people who are interested in stand up in some one way or another and they have a question about process or like thoughts on a certain subject or, or whatever. Um, but last week we did something where somebody sent in to me a bit that they were trying to find that they didn't know who the comedian was. And a few people reached out, but they unfortunately weren't right about what the bit was. Um, but what, and so we still don't know whatever that, that roller coaster bit with the, the band-aids on the ground or whatever. Mm. Listen to last week's episode, a few more details. But, um, but I did get another message from someone who was looking for another bit, and I think I may have tracked this one down. So I, I'm going to read this. This is uh, from Becky. It says, Hey, Tom, I heard you trying to help a listener find a comedy clip and was hoping you could help me. I thought it was Dimitri Martin, but I can't find it anywhere. It was a short bit about adding second words to change the emphasis and meaning of the words. And the bit that's stuck in my head always and makes me giggle is, I'm hungry, but not hungry hungry. Like I could eat, but not eat eat. I just want to show my friends so they don't think I'm crazy. Ha ha. Thank you. I guess I didn't need to read the ha ha. That was kind of a dick move. She wrote that? (laughs) She wrote ha ha. Yeah, listen, I didn't say ha ha, coach. What now, the hell do you now, think I'm like? I'm not I don't, I'm not saying that you said it. I'm trying to figure out why does she say I'm crazy? You know what I mean? Like oh. <laughs> I, you know it I'm doesn't not crazy. Your, like you know it's, it's like one of those. It definitely doesn't help your case if you're like I'm not crazy. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are probably uh, going to lean into that uh, they think you're crazy. But, so, uh, yeah, so, so, so thank you. So off, t- off top, you didn't know what that joke was. I recognized it, and um, I but I couldn't place it either. I was like, for a second, I was thinking Gaffigan or like there was somebody else I I had in mind. Uh, oh, I thought maybe it was Todd Barry. I I don't know why, but language yeah. stuff like that. I was like. Maybe it's like making fun of how somebody's talking. And it, I definitely was thinking Gaffigan because of the food thing. And then I did a little research and I found this friggin' guy, uh, Don Friesen. And I had seen this bit and I think that's him. It's uh, He says, I'm hungry. He, he goes into a bit about how he's, uh, the crowd gets it, like gets it, gets it. And then he says that uh, he's, uh, when someone says they're hungry, but not hungry, hungry. Or they just ate, but they didn't eat, eat. 
And so Don Friesen, it's from a set called Ask Your Ask Your Mom or a series called that part three on LOL Flicks. So hopefully that helps you. Uh Hopefully that helps you, Becky. She said the show is the highlight of her week, so I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, and I hope I'm, that I'm glad I that, that you that found. Helped. I'm glad that you found that one because I was. This is two girls in a row. I was starting to feel like a bit of your dating service kind of type thing. Like I don't, what's that? Like these girls are asking for stuff that doesn't really exist just so they can interact with you. <laughs> I think they're. I think some some of the viewers, some of the listeners, might be falling in love with you. That's oh, what I'm you saying. think that's it? It's possible. Hey, I, that's that's great. You guys, uh, you just gotta welcome. be careful. That's all. You just have to, uh, you have to deal with the likes of my my uh, my wrathful girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what is? Uh, yeah, I I think that people uh, do not have that at all. I think people think I'm a fucking loser. To be honest, <laughs> nah, not at all, man. They reaching out. They liking what you're doing. You never know, man. I think that they're trying to get to you, Coach. You have a, <laughs> you have a sexy voice. I know. I know what they're trying to do. Yeah, they not think at that all. they can. They're like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to make up a joke just so that you can get me in touch with that Coach T. He's got Coach in his name. You're Coach T. I'm Bitch T. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's never happened, man. You, I'm Low T. <laughs> yeah, you're underestimating how attractive your vast knowledge of stand-up comedy is. Coach, I appreciate that. I gotta vehemently disagree with you, man. You're like, you're like I don't a, think anybody who's like ever like, oh, for... he knows so much stand-up. You never know, man. It's a new world. <laughs> it, is a, it is a new world. That you is just, true. You just be careful. That's all. I, I, Hey, I am here to provide a service, and uh, I am a taken man, so I, I will provide my service <laughs> dutifully and uh, hopefully bring you some... Uh, some laughs with the clips that we're, we're playing here to hopefully introduce you to some, some new comedians that you like or some new material from comedians you already know. Um, like I said, the email is suttpod at gmail.com. But let's get into some clips. Yeah, How about that? Yeah, what do you got? I think we got so I'm really excited uh, for the clips we got this weekend. To be totally honest with you, I've been holding on to this uh, this first batch be, for the entire time that we've uh, been doing the show I, it's not been that long but when i was a guest on the show i realized i already played some stand-up from this person that i was that i was thinking about playing today and then i realized there's this whole other chunk of stuff that i could play from nick swartzen because nick swartzen is probably the reason that i got into stand-up comedy i i really he, he spoke to me a lot, and I'll get into that after we, we hear the clip, but uh, this is him talking about old people, and the other clip I got for you is one of my favorites. The very first Comedy Central Presents special, which is Wanda Sykes. Uh, this is... This is an old old set, but uh, it's it's really really great. So so right now we've got Nick Swartzen talking about old people, and Wanda Sykes talking about being not PC. My grandma, she turned 90. My grandma, 90. That is so old. <laughs> That's like the oldest thing I've ever heard. And she told me, like, I'm like, Grandma, how old are you? 90. <laughs> and I like, tried to make her feel better. I'm like, oh, you look like you're 80, Grandma. <laughs> you don't even look 90, I'm serious. Easily 80, easily. 
And she's, she's awesome, though, my grandma. She's 80. And she's physically, she's really weak, you know? So it's, like, cool hanging out with her, because so am I. <laughs> but, like, you know, when I, when I hang out with her, I feel strong. It's great. Hang out with old people, you know? She'll be like, Nicholas, Nicholas, can you help me with this gallon of milk? Right here, this gallon of milk. What, you mean this gallon right here? <gasps> Nicholas! You're the strongest boy in the world! Oh my lord! Grandma, you look tired. Why don't you sit down on this stool? <gasps> Nicholas! You should fight crime. What are you doing here? It's cool talk, like having old people like, like that in your life, you know, because they make you feel better about your life. Like they make you appreciate it more, you know, because like her problems are like 5,000 times worse than my problems, you know? Like, like I always get cocky and sound like an idiot, you know? She'll call me up, she'll be like, Nicholas, it's your grandmother. Like I have 90 year old friends, you know? Like, <laughs> What? Hey, it's 90-year-old Johnny. <laughs> She's like, how was your day today? And I'm like, oh, my day, Grandma? My day was horrible. I had the worst day. I wake up. I go to the video store. This guy almost hits me. This camera almost hits me. I get there. The movie I want is gone. They don't even have it. And then it's like the Yankees lost, and it's like it's going to rain. It was like the worst day. How was your day? Well, I, I woke up again. <laughs> And my heart hurts when I breathe. And another one of my friends died. It's like, what do I say to that? You know, I'm like, yeah, totally. I mean, the Yankees were ahead and then they lost. It's like, no, you got nothing on that. You can't try to compete with grandma's problems. Grandma wins, man. But like, I, I can't wait to be 90. I'm looking forward to it. It's all what you do with things. That's what life is. If I can tie in a running theme, it's all having fun. Like when I'm 90, it's, you know, I'm gonna shoplift 24 hours a day, you know? Like that's all I'm gonna do is just steal, you know? That's it, that's all I'm gonna do. Just steal. No one's gonna bust you. No one's gonna be like, hey, hey, whoa, hey, did you just take that? I'm old. You're right, I'm sorry. Yeah, that person's old, they wouldn't have taken it. Like your money when you're old, you know? And I'm gonna drive fast, forget that. Who cares, I'm gonna floor it. Why don't old people drive, like they always drive so, it doesn't make any sense if you think about it, you know? Whenever I get stuck behind them, I'm always like, come on, let's go. You're dying. <laughs> Time is running out, you've gotta move. You could go at any second, Grandma. Come on, step on it. You've gotta run those red lights. When I'm 90, I'm gonna be going 90, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be flooring it. Forget that, you get pulled over, who cares? The cop's like, what do you think you're doing? I am dying. <laughs> Can't you see that? Look at me, look at me. Now let me go, I've got more stuff to steal. <laughs> Dag burn it. You know, it's like you got all that money saved up, you might as well, you could just buy a sweet car, you know, like a Corvette or something and just floor it everywhere, just running red lights, just And then when you die, it's like, cool, you know? 
Your friends are like, hey, I heard your grandma passed away. What happened? She flipped her vet, man. <laughs> One thing, though, I noticed hanging out with my grandma is, like, there's going to be no dignity left in old people, like, by the time my generation gets old. You know, like, it's weird. Like, old people now are so sweet and nice. You know, like, I can't swear on my grandma. You know, even if I'm like, oh, that sucks. My mom's like, shh, don't say that. <laughs> not around grandma. That's not what we say around grandma. Those are not words we use around grandma. It's not what we say. You know that. You know, but it's like, I swear all the time. You know, it's like, that's how I'm gonna be when I'm old. You know, my grandson's gonna be like, hey grandpa, we're gonna go to the zoo, do you wanna go to the zoo? Oh, what, the zoo? Ah, uh, f*** that. I'm not f***ing going to the zoo. What are you, gay? The zoo? Mom, Grandpa said I was gay! Don't tell on me, bitch. Stupid. Where's my Dr. Dre CD? Has anybody seen my Dre CD? That's like another weird thing. Like, old people are gonna listen to rap in the future. Like, how weird is that? Like, they are. That's, you know, like, you listen to the music that you had when you were growing up. It's like, you know, like my grandma now, she's always like, I'm gonna play some music for everyone. Let's hear some music. All right, here we go. But I'm gonna be like, all right, let's hear some music. Here we go, everybody. How does this sound? <laughs> Bitch, help. <laughs> I love that song. Your grandmother was a hoe. It's so good to be out here doing this, you know, for Comedy Central. But, you know, Comedy Central, they, they, they told me I had to watch my language because the woman said they had standards and practices. I was like, wait a minute, you're Comedy Central. Aren't you the network where your number one show is a cartoon with a talking piece of <laughs> Mr. Hanky? She be happy, I just keep my clothes on out here, man. I always get in trouble people telling me what to say. I, I, I hope this show goes better than my last show. My last show, I did a benefit for a feminist organization. All right, now see, now the thing, benefit means no money, all right? So I should be able to say what I wanna say. And I figure if I piss them off, who cares? What, they gonna get mad and pay me? <laughs> to lose, right? So it's all feminist. Gloria Stein, I'm sitting right up front. So I walk out there and I'm like, hey, look, uh, I can't stay here too long with you broads because I got to get home and cook my man a nice hot dinner. <laughs> and he likes oral sex by 945. <laughs> I'm glad y'all laughed. They didn't. They didn't find anything funny. I got scared. I was like, oh, Lord, I have made these women mad. I have stepped over the line. So I was like, ladies, calm down. I'm just joking. 
He likes oral sex anytime. Hey, what's the problem? They didn't like my Clinton jokes either. They didn't like the, but you know, cause they were all big Clinton supporters. I'm a big Clinton supporter too, but I didn't realize the man was an idiot. <laughs> He's an idiot. The president is on national TV apologizing for getting oral sex. Why didn't he just stick with his lie? You gotta stick with your lie. If you lie, man, you have to believe that lie wholeheartedly. It has to become the truth for you. But this man, the most powerful man in the world is on national TV apologizing for receiving oral sex. He's an idiot. There are men sitting in here right now who gl gladly accept oral sex or national TV. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? Oral sex is not grounds for impeachment. It's not, right? Or, or, it's not. Oral sex is not a high crime. It's not a misdemeanor. It's not treason. He got oral sex from a White House intern, not from an Iraqi secret agent. <laughs> it was patriotic if you ask me. He kept it in house. I like that. <laughs> if the man would have stayed with his lie, he could have saved us all a lot of embarrassment. He really could, right? Because it's embarrassing. All the countries are laughing at us. They pulled out that dress, man, and it scared him. They scared him. That little dress with the DNA, he lost it. He gave up the lie. But my thing is, who's gonna believe a woman who keeps a nasty dress? <laughs> they had to toss that right out of court. Yeah. Excuse me, Your Honor, uh, she kept the dress. What? Oh, uh-uh-uh-uh, case dismissed. And get your nasty ass out my courtroom. <laughs> being nasty, Miss Nasty Ass. What else you keep? Some old Q-tips, some tissues, what? How old are those drawers you wearing, Miss Nasty Ass? Wipe all this off where she was sitting, too. They pulled that dress out, man, and he lost it. Little DNA. He's not smart. Man, they had DNA, blood, a glove, two dead bodies, a limo driver, a barking dog, and OJ still said, I'm 100% not guilty. <laughs> I'm not politically correct. I still say black. I do, I still say, because African-American, it's not, give you no bonus, you know. Make your life any easier. You don't see black people standing around going, woo, yeah, African-American. Man, I tell you, this beats the hell out of being black. We should have made the switch years ago. Oh, this is nice. Excuse me, I'm here to pick up my loan. Uh, Miss Hall, you were rejected for that loan last week. Oh, that was last week. I was black then. See, I'm African-American now. I'll just go in the vault and take what I need. I'll sign on my way out. African-American ain't helping nobody. You think Rodney King's black ass is sitting somewhere going, damn, if I just would have waited two years before I acted a fool, they wouldn't have been beating my black ass. I'd have been African-American. I understand that old African-American thing though, you know? Some black people want to get in touch with their African roots. That's what they want to do. Trying to find their African roots, you know? But then yeah, some black people just don't give a damn. 
You know, you tell them, hey, I just got back from the motherland. They like, where'd you go, Detroit? <laughs> Did you see the temptations? understand that attitude. I really do. I understand that attitude. I don't care about Africa. Because think about it. I know we were taken from there, but not once did they ever come over here and try to take us back. I never read about any failed rescue missions. When Americans are taken hostage, we go get them, right? Man, we send planes and troops and bombs, Jesse Jackson. We go get them. Now, once have I ever been out shopping and some brother just rolled up on me? Psst. Psst. Hey, sister, I've been looking for you for many years. Come, the boat is this way. We are going home. was black. <laughs> See, you don't know what he is now. I remember he was black. They were writing about him. That was, it, was, it was when he was an amateur. They were writing about it. It was like, hey, this black kid coming out of Stanford is going to be the hottest thing in golf. That's what they were saying, right? And as soon as he turned pro and he won his first tournament, I read, biracial golfer wins first tournament. <laughs> like, oh, okay, 50-50. He's 50% black, 50 Asian. All right, cool. Then after he won the Masters, I'm flipping through the Sports Illustrated and I read, Tiger Woods is a quarter black. I'm like, damn, he's down to 25% now, man. What the hell is going on? They treat him like he's milk. You know, whole milk, half and half, 2%, 1%, skim, you know. For every win, he loses some blackness. Only thing keeping him black is every now and then his father shows up. Hey, that's my boy, all right? Try to steal them now. They taking them away. I'm saying one more major title. You know, next thing we'll read, Tiger Woods has just been named the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> but you know, as soon as he gets in trouble, what will we read? Black golfer arrested. <laughs> we call him Black Panther Woods, found guilty. Only place he'll be playing is on the public courses with OJ then, huh? <laughs> Dang, Tiger, what you do, man? OJ, she was 13, I thought she was 21. What'd you do, OJ? Nothing. <laughs> Gotta stick with your life. All right, that was Nick Swardson and Wanda Sykes. Man, those pieces of comedy really impacted me as a comedian and also just as a kid. Nick Swardson, when he filmed that special, I think he's like either he's like 19 or 21. He's really young in uh, in this half hour and I I just really related to it as a kid. It was it he was the first guy I think that I I had not heard of and I could not wait for that half hour to come on. Like I, I just, 
whenever I would see it, I was like, I I remember I rushed my mom in. We would watch it. It's jam packed with really funny stuff, and I I was just an immediate fan. And then he he's one of the few comics who has two Comedy Central presents, and I love the other one too. I bought the album. I used to before I would do stand up, I would watch his stuff a lot. Him and Gaffigan really impacted me. And whenever people would ask me who my favorite comedian was for the first few years of me doing stand-up, it wasn't even a hesitation, I would say. Nick Swartzen and uh, and, and probably Gaffigan right after that. My Some of my favorite comedy is, is very dark and very silly. And Swartzen nails that. And I, I think he fits into a, an interesting category of comedian because I, I meant to preface the clip with this because I, I could see... I get I get nervous about people listening with a certain ear, I guess, and I think people might listen to something like that and go, "Oh, it's like a broy thing, a broy clip in some way." I don't know why I would think that, but I th- I think because he's like a youthful guy talking about this stuff, you never know how people are going to go into it. But I think there's this like underlying sweetness and silliness to Swordson that is just really defining of of what I love about comedy. It's turning something really, really dark. He has another bit on this half hour about how, about getting stabbed and, uh, how, and he has uh, the bit that I played on the first time I was a guest on this show is his bit about funerals and how for his own funeral, he wants John Stamos there. He has all these fun plans. And I remember as a kid seeing that and going, man, that is so funny to take something that dark as you dying before your mom and her being at your funeral and your body drops down on rat, on like wires and techno music comes on. It's such a funny image. And I, I've heard this thing. I, I think this relates to Nick Swartzen, but I heard this thing that um, I think it might've been on inside the actor's studio with Dave Chappelle. James Lipton is talking to him about his comedy and how he thinks and how he writes. And Chappelle says that Eddie Murphy saw him i think it made it may have been around the time of uh the nutty professor because Chappelle is the comedian in the nutty professor who is mean to eddie murphy when he's when he's uh his his professor character who's heavy and um apparently eddie murphy said to dave Chappelle after seeing him do stand-up he said you you think in pictures you when you think of comedy it's in images and that's that's very different from I, he. This that's what that's the end of what I remember him saying. But it's very different from somebody who thinks in wordplay or cleverness. There's something about a comedian who has an image that's very silly in their mind, and that they can put it in front of you. That they can make it funny to you too. It's a very specific style of comedy. It's a very specific type. I think like I'll get into this with the. I'll, I'll start the Tagarga of the Merley. I think. Uh, old, the old Shane Moss clips were like this, like when he did the half hour, he's, he shifted more into a cerebral thing, but he used to be like a lot like this, where it would just be a very silly image that he, that he could paint. Sorry. Um, also Dan Cummins, I think is a lot like this, uh, not like Swordson, but they, I think they think in images and I, I really love that. I, I like that. And I, I also appreciate clever wordplay, great ideas. Uh, but I, I just really love somebody who can take a very silly image from their head and put it in your head. And I think Swartzen is is a king of that. And the other clip we have is, 
I played this clip from Wanda Sykes. I love Wanda Sykes. I'm a huge fan of hers. And I don't think a lot of people know a lot about her stand-up. I think that people, I, obviously people know her as a stand-up, but I don't, when I think of people talking about stand-up, I feel like she doesn't get, her stuff doesn't get brought up that often to me. And maybe that's just me. Like, Coach, did, had you seen her stand-up before? Oh, yeah, man. She's a legend. We kind of grew up on her. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing. I feel like people grew up on her. And again, you might be listening going, yeah, I've seen everything Wanda Sykes has ever put out. But I think there's a lot of maybe younger people who don't know a lot about Wanda Sykes stand up. But man, she she was a club legend. She's like, she's very, this half hour is so tight. And I was divided on what to play because there's so much good stuff in it. And um, yeah, she, she just had a new uh, album come out, I think last year. So you can check that out on Spotify. But I'm just a huge fan. She's really good, at, not just at comedy, but for comedy because she she stands for things that are right. And she she did something nice uh, for me, which is that um, I, I auditioned for Last Comic Standing when she was a producer of it. She she brought Last Comic Standing back, uh, maybe like what five or six years ago or something like that. Maybe longer ago, seven eight years ago. She brought it back on NBC. And her and Paige Hurwitz did something different. They It used to be more of a reality show. They put the comedians in a house. They were trying to make TV drama, whatever. That's We all know reality TV isn't real. But she was trying to treat comics with a little more dignity. And so when they did the show, it wasn't people standing in line. It was... They, they asked people to do it, and they were really nice about it. I, I auditioned twice, and I did not uh, make it. I was pretty new into comedy at that point. But um, when I, I remember, I, I never met her during that time. And then I was in Montreal, and Montreal's a very stressful place. If you're at the, it's a, the biggest comedy festival in the world. It's just for laughs, Montreal. And the second I walked in, she pulled me aside in front of in front of uh, some like industry people. She like she did this thing where she was like, "Look, I want you to know that uh, I've I've brought you back to audition because I'm a big fan of uh, of your comedy." And she didn't have to do that at all, and it really it really meant a lot to me to that uh, that and it it helped me a little bit. It, during a really stressful time. I'm just a huge fan, and I, I, I really love her. You got any thoughts on these clips there, Coach? Yeah, man, I hate to rain on your, um, your Wanda Sykes you know, tribute there, but she, uh, she was a judge for Roast Battle in Montreal and completely wet the bed one year, man. Is that right? <laughs> it's funny no. that you say wet the bed. No, no, no. She didn't, <laughs> she, she didn't even try. She didn't wet the bed. She was just like, uh, this sucks. <laughs> And it was, but Rose Battle was like, you're going to make me pick a side here? I'm taking Wanda. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. That's my only interaction with Wanda. And it was like, oh, you know, grew up on Wanda. You know, she did that stuff with Rock on, you know, when Rock had his HBO show. Yes. Um, And she had her own show too. For a minute, she had a sitcom for a little bit. Yeah, and uh, and we were just big fans, but she was not feeling a roast battle. <laughs> she said, "This sucks." It's funny to hear how like sometimes a comic who's incredible will just not care about something that other people care so much about. Like that. That's um, there's a thing where on uh, on Doug Loves Movies sometimes like a. That's Doug Benson's movie podcast, if you're unfamiliar. But um, there will sometimes be a famous comedian on there and uh, or like an older comedian, and they will not give a shit. And then the fans will treat them like horrifically online. But it's like, 
yeah, they just don't care. <laughs> like that's yeah. not, it's not something that they is going to affect their life at all. Like it's just, it's not important to them. So, and you can't yeah. make it important to them, but you book them because of their name and then, you know, they are what they are. But that's uh, that is interesting. So, uh, speaking of Montreal, though, now that I think about it, it's like Montreal's not happening this year, huh? They, I, I think they did. They cancel altogether. Or did they just move it's, it? It's got to be they canceled, pushed it. right? I think they pushed it to the fall. I think it's over. <laughs> you think, think it's, it's over? over? I don't think. I don't think there's no. There's not going to be a festival for for twelve months. I would be pretty surprised if they did have it, but at the same time. I'm pretty sure I had just heard that they pushed it. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I just know uh, it's it's pretty, it's interesting out there. And it feels more like nobody wants to be in trouble as opposed to we want to make the best health choice. If that makes sense? Like you don't want to, you don't want to start a festival and then there's an outbreak in your festival and then you get sued. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that that's definitely part of it. And it's also, dude, it's tricky, man. I, I, I fall on... I, I hear both sides of this, and I am just as confused as anybody else as to what to do. Right now, I have a date booked in uh, June. So, what state? In Michigan, and it hasn't been canceled yet, and it's oh. early June, so it's, it's gonna, like it's going to be canceled because they that Michigan governor is on one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it does get. I don't. The thing is, I just want to know. Like, it's a it's a yeah. great club. I love it. It's Doctor Grin's in uh, in Grand Rapids, and so hey, if it happens, and you're somebody there who wow. uh, wants to come see live comedy, come on out. Um, well, I, well, I, I, well, I selfishly, I do want to do it because I miss performing. Like, I miss doing live stand up, but at the same time, I'm just thinking about the logistics: going to an airport, going. Getting out of the airport, going back to like around my like girlfriend or something. What if I make her sick? What if I make people yeah. in Michigan sick? It's like, and I'm not sick. I don't think I don't have. I haven't been tested, but I I haven't had any symptoms or anything. I feel fine, but I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do is. There you go. You got some more comedy for us? I do. I have another clip for you here. I love this clip, man. I was watching it today. It's from my buddy Mecky Leaper. I it's from his. Uh, Comedy Central stand-up featuring set, uh, which you can see on YouTube. You got to watch this whole set. I was only able to pick a couple minutes from it for this for the show, but this whole set is so funny. It really had me laughing, and uh, I felt like with how I played, uh, I played a lot of older stand-up. I wanted to play something pretty new to uh, to to wrap the the show with. So uh, yeah, this is my buddy Mecky Leaper talking about how his girlfriend left him for an athlete on campus. I'm not good at being in a relationship either though, you know, like, I don't know. My, my girlfriend now, she's like much hotter than me, which means that I have to tell a bunch of little lies to make sure that she doesn't find out about that. You know, like, like we've been dating for two years and she still thinks that I laugh like this. <laughs> Definitely. So. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> you know? But I don't know. I did, I dated this one girl in college for like a year, and uh, this is true. That relationship ended because after a year, she left me for one of the Temple University basketball players. That was my school, and um, it was tough, you know, because like she's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
it's, it's always hard going through a breakup when the other person has made just like the objectively correct decision. And this guy, he's like a division one athlete, right? So I didn't underestimate how tall he was gonna be or how ripped he was gonna be, but I definitely underestimated how many posters of him there were around campus. You know, a lot of people go through a breakup. Not everybody has to see a 10 foot banner of her new boyfriend going like this. I swear to God, <laughs> there's a billboard of this guy on campus where he's gripping a basketball and it just says, it's our time. I'm like, well, I don't know if it's our time. Uh, feels pretty distinctly like your time right now. I'm gonna be, you know, the worst part is my roommates were all huge fans. So they would watch all the games and I'd have to listen to announcers on ESPN talk about this guy and say a bunch of stuff I didn't want to hear at all, you know? Stuff like, uh, like, oh, Jim, would you just look at the incredible strength and stamina of this young athlete? I'm like, all right, that's about enough of that. Uh, no thanks. They're like, oh, Steve, you don't have to tell me this guy does nothing but dominate whatever's in front of him. It's like, okay. Uh, like, oh, Jim, I mean, could you just imagine with this kind of raw power and speed, I mean, just how hard he fucks Emily. It's got to be... All right, that was Mecky Leaper. If you liked that, check out the whole set, like I said, on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page. The whole set is killer. And if you liked the comics you heard today, I have some recs for you. Just like Netflix has their algorithm, I have the Tom Takarga rhythm, where if you like this comedian, you're going to like this one. If you like Nick Swartzen, I think, like I said earlier, check out Dan Cummins. Also, check out my buddy Sam Evans. He has an album coming out next week. I'll remind you of it then. Check out Mookie Thompson, who's really funny. Lisa Traeger. And if you like Wanda Sykes, check out Aaron Jackson, Michelle Buteau, Yasmin Garza, all killers, all very funny. And uh, yeah, check out Mechie, like I said. And again, we've got a new email. That's suttpod at gmail.com, suttpod at gmail.com. Check out the Comedy Central stand-up Instagram and YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, all their good stuff like Mechie Leaper's video that you can see right now. That'll do it for this week's episode. We'll see you next week. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.